Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cricket Ultras. This is Arun Sudhaman, and joining me from Singapore, he might quit live on air. It's Darren Burns. <laughs> it just seems like it's a, a cavalcade of cricket. No matter where we look, it's cricket news. It's it's doubleheader matches. It's finish of the IPL. It's it's controversy on the in the commentary box on the field. It's all happening, isn't it? As Bill Laurie would say. It's. Uh, I feel like half my life is is cricket right now. Like I sort of, I have, I have the day, a day of work and then the evenings, it's just all cricket all the time. Yeah. And listen, it's just so you know, Arun and I and a few other friends are in this fantasy league for the World Cup, but it seems to consume a lot of time in the evenings trying to pick your teams and look through batting orders and all rounders. And actually Arun is ahead at the moment. So well done, Arun. Well, I feel like we're both, it's it's a bit like the blind leading the blind a little bit, you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. We're not. It's like two punch drunk boxers. We're just eking out points. Glenn Maxwell getting fifteen points yesterday has made made a huge difference. Um, but I think what's been missing, obviously, with all of this cricket, is there hasn't been enough Shoaib Akhtar. Clearly, you know, I think probably Shoaib, you know, got up the other day, uh, had a look at what was going on in the cricket world, saw there was so much cricket, so much news, and actually thought to himself you know, what's missing is there's not enough of me. And and he rectified that, as we saw gloriously yesterday on a some sort of Pakistan cricket panel show, which looked crazy, by the way. There's like 15 people <laughs> on this panel discussion, and uh, including Viv Richards and David Gower, who's, uh, yeah, pitched up in Karachi, I guess, or wherever it's taking place. And anyway, Shoaib Akhtar has, has, has been offended, uh, said he was offended by the host who called him rude, uh, and he decided to quit live on air. And then afterwards, he said he had to quit because it, it looked bad, you know, as a national star. These were his exact words. As a national star for him to be treated in this way. And he didn't think it was right for him to be treated in this way in front of Viv Richards and David Gower, you know, for a national star. And, you know, I feel the same way often. I can totally empathize me, with Me too. With I mean, you definitely have privilege as a star, surely. Surely nobody can say anything negative to you or challenge you, right? If you're a star, well, it's not I right, mean, is it? You know, I, I actually feel the host was a little out of order. I don't know if, if you watch the exchange, but he was. I mean, Shob didn't need to to walk off, but I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad Shob did walk off. I think it's a, it's an amazing look for Shob. It was hilarious. Very on brand. <laughs> Just after they came back after the commercial break. Yeah. I like the way the host sort of, as he was having this discussion, he kind of threw to the commercial break and he tried to shut down Shoab. And then after the commercial came back, he just announces his, uh, yeah. his quitting the, the show. The commercial live on air. And I think didn't help at all. The, funny, <laughs> the funniest thing was the bemused faces of everybody else on the panel. They were just like, what the f*** is going on here, right? <laughs> yeah, Viv Richards is like, yeah, I know about cricketers like you. <laughs> you could see him thinking, right? David right, Gow yeah. thinking, you know, uh, what? Well, well, yeah, when when can I repair to the public house? The big airplane was not a happy man. No, exactly. But yeah, but it's, the, the break didn't help at all. So anyway, that's the show about that story. And he's actually, I mean, I love Shoaib. I think he's great. I really enjoy his YouTube channel. And he's been champing a lot of the Indians, particularly Harbhajan Singh. He's got a really quite, quite funny um, sort of relationship with Harbhajan Singh on social media. And they go back and forth. So that's happened. And obviously, we, we, we will talk about World T20, I think, a lot today. I mean, the last time we did a podcast, it's been a long time. Apologies, listeners. The last time we did a podcast, you know, India were in England. They hadn't even pulled out of a test match yet. It was such an innocent time, I feel, the last time we did we did a pod. God, that was such a long time ago. It, it feels like it was last year. It was such a long year. time ago. England um, 
had, you know, between now and then England said they were going to the Ashes, then suggested they weren't going to go to the Ashes, and now they are going to go to the Ashes. You know, a lot has changed in in the last three months. Yorkshire still haven't conducted a racism, a proper racism review, though. So that, you know, not 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 that much has changed on that front. We have an IPL winner, CSK. I don't know if you would have thought that would have happened two months ago. You know, it's quite funny. I I think I I bet I, I backed CSK would finish last, and that Sunrise is Hyderabad would finish first. So I, I, I totally got it in the wrong order. Your Midas touch <laughs> continues. Although you've, you've done well with Delhi Capitals, I think. You've, you've backed them when, when, when many didn't. Um, although they had one bad match, according to Ricky Ponting. And that was, that was the, end, the end of their tournament, unfortunately. But yeah, CSK winning. New IPL franchise is going to be a mega auction. I mean, it, I, I have to say I was a little underwhelmed by the IPL. I don't know how you felt. I, I felt it was a lot. And, you know, I think probably because I was watching every match every night um but it was it felt like a bit of a grind yeah i think it, i think also splitting it in two right it, it's almost like they, we watched two ipls in one year didn't we yeah it, it does go on a long time right 50 something games in the round plus all the plus the finals it's a really a long tournament not as long as the big bash though yeah the big bash is is it never ends from what i can tell it's kind of never starts and never ends it's just i think it's still going on now it's, it's permanently Ongoing, but I will say I have really been enjoying the World T Twenty. Sorry, we don't call it the World T Twenty anymore. It's the World Cup. It's the T Twenty World Cup now. They've changed the uh, name. I've really been enjoying it. I really, you know, I didn't think I'd enjoy the qualifier round, but I did. I, I, I love watching the associate uh, members play cricket. Actually, some some really good players. I, I liked Oman. You know, Ireland are always good value. Um, Papua New Guinea. It's a, kind of a great story. And then Namibia and Scotland coming through. I don't think anyone really expected that, right? Yeah, they've been playing really well. They've got this sort of formula going on in Namibia, haven't they? Where they kind of go through the power play quite slowly and they, they sort of rely on the batters in the bottom of the order to sort of get them over to a de- decent score. But yeah, it's great to watch the strategy when you have limited resources as well, right? Like yeah. how they approach the game. I mean, you'd never watch a PNG match, would you? No. Or an Oman match, but you, I ended up watching a few of them, right? It was actually really super interesting. Yeah, I really enjoyed um, Jatinder Singh. Oman and he's a really good batsman I mean he's you know I know he's probably I think he's probably played first class cricket in India at some point right he's, 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 he's clearly very good but the standard it's a reminder the standard of cricket amongst the associate nations has really risen from you know the days of, of you know no shots but the days of Dwayne Leverock uh, and so forth um, I mean you will still see them get skittled as, as we saw a few days ago but there's also far more of a prospect of an upset. I mean, of course, we've seen Ireland beat England, for example, regularly, and they've beaten Pakistan. I think, you know, the rise of Afghanistan into a full member is, is, a, is a great example of what, what happens. But I don't know. If, I mean, I'm a bit disappointed for Ireland because I think the qualification process has been a little bit unfair on them, right? They won the qualifying tournament to get to the qualifiers. But because they came in third, they didn't make it through to the full round of the World T20, which is a shame because they've clearly been the strongest uh, of the associate nations, I think, over the last the last few years. So true, yeah. And they've they've challenged, you know, they've they've beaten England, haven't they? They've challenged a lot of a lot of other countries as well. Yeah, but they just couldn't get over the line really against uh, Namibia. So disappointing for them. Scotland has been an interesting story as well. Um, I don't know if you expect any upsets from the associate nations. Maybe you know against Afghanistan. The Afghanistan-Namibia game could be interesting on Sunday. 
Um, they've definitely got a chance there, I think, Namibia. But um, yeah, let's let's see what happens. I'm not sure if there's going to be too many more upsets. But let's see from from the associates. Sorry. Well, I mean, the way India are playing, I wouldn't. This, I'm already getting really strong vibes of, of the 2007 World Cup when you know India went to the West Indies and I think basically lost all all, all their games, uh, including a, a famous loss to Bangladesh. Famous last words. Yeah. Written off India already. <laughs> They've only played one game, dude. <laughs> they played one game. <laughs> like any self-respecting Indian fan, after a loss. Well, it's not just that. I feel, um, well, first of all, all credit to Pakistan. They were superb um, in the match against India. They played a, a flawless game of cricket. Uh, Shaheen Shah Afridi really announced his arrival, I think, on the big stage. And he's been threatening to do this, as you know, for, for such a long time, right? He's, he's such a talented bowler. And... Pakistan batted really well, which I think is probably the, the biggest surprise. It's just kind of really worry-free innings for them. But India looked flat. I, I, I'm a bit concerned about burnout. You know, some of their players have been in the bubble now since August 2020. And the fact that they bowled so... The bowling was so average. That's, I think, a really big worry. If, if Shami and Bhuvneshwar Kumar are not firing, um, it, it leaves the team in a bit of a hole. But let's not make this too much about India. I think I think much more of the focus should be on Pakistan because, you know, they followed up the India win um, by beating New Zealand uh, in a match where, you know, it could have gone either way. They wobbled in the chase. Devon Conway pulled off a, a stunning catch. And you kind of thought, oh, New Zealand are going to reel this in. We've seen them do this many times, right? But Pakistan prevailed. So I'd say they're probably favourites right now with England. Yeah, I mean... You really have been watching a lot of cricket, I think. <laughs> uh, I tend to go to I tend to go to bed before that second game starts at 10 p.m. our time, right? I, tend, I started watching the Australia game last night. I had the discipline to turn it off at about 11. I missed David Warner's comeback. Yeah, no, I watched uh, I watched uh, the Australia innings up till they were around 80 for two, and the the start that Warner and Finch made was excellent. I mean, Warner was scratchy, and he and you, so you missed one of the worst dropped catches. So this is already our ultra bad. I don't know if you've heard about it, but um, Kusal Pereira dropped a catch where the bowler was celebrating, the umpire already had his finger up. And Kusal Pereira contrived to drop a, a real dolly, and he had the gloves, and obviously, and it was off Warner. And, you know, it's one of the worst I've ever seen, really. I mean, it's really, really bad. Uh, even, you know, accounting for all the club cricket I've played, it's. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was, oh God! It can't be the worst that you've seen ever. I mean, in club cricket. I think because he had the gloves. Well, it was one of those ones where he top edged a sort of a, you know, where they do that kind of flick over fine leg, and he top edged it. But because he top edged it, he took all the pace off it, and so it just looped up really nicely right to Pereira. He didn't have to move really, and he just contrived to drop it. So it was. It was bad, but Australia otherwise looked good. Uh, the, I mean, when, when Warner and Finch are firing, and Finch in particular looked very good, very fluent, which is a big plus, I think. Yeah, I watched some of the highlights this morning. He looked like he was in good yeah, touch. Yes, very, very important for them. Um, and Australia, I think, you know, they're sharing the wealth on the bowling side, right? Um, they didn't need Hazelwood to come to the party so much. They had Zampa. This reminds me of the 2019 ODI World Cup with Australia. They look like they're just kind of scraping through each game and just doing enough, but I don't know if they'll be there at the finish. Uh, let's see. But I think I think they are improving, which is good, right? So David Warner's in the runs. Finch is scoring some runs finally. Uh, you know, they're finishing quite well at the bottom of the order, which is, which is definitely a positive. The bowling is okay. You know, they don't have that real mystery spinner. 
Yeah, I think Maxi and Stoinis have got to turn up though. They haven't quite so far. They had very. They both had good IPLs. Maxi in particular. The IPL doesn't seem to be any indicator to to. That's what world, I was going to say. World Cup form, right? Which is a strange thing. Well, Hazelwood was good in the IPL, and he's he's continued that through. So no, I think Stoinis was actually good in the IPL, and he's been good so far. He's finished up. He's finished off both games. Uh, he wasn't bowling much in the IPL because of his his injuries, but. You know, they've still got the big bison. Mitchell Marsh hasn't bowled yet, but uh, he, he normally goes for quite a few if the if the wicket is flat. The big bison. Uh, so there's it's not a there's a there's a not there's a sort of good little, and I like Wade at seven. So they've got a bit of ballast at the bottom in case things go wrong. So it's a reasonably strong team that could that could win on any day. But you just wonder if they have enough to get through. And I I think I'm with you. I mean, Pakistan have been super impressive so far. But again, they've only played two games. England have played two relatively weaker teams so far. And dominated both of those, but they've looked good, haven't they? Tamal Mills has been very impressive. Yeah, Tamal Mills Adil has Rashid. good. Yeah, Rashid and uh, Chris Wokes has yeah, been. Yeah, Wokes been is good. good. The batting, the batting looks pretty strong. Uh, you've got Johnny Besto there up the top with with Butler and with with Roy. So I mean, it does look like a good a good unit, doesn't and it? And Mo, let's not forget Mo. What a year Mo in Ali's having. What a year he's having, right? Just when you write Mo off, or just when he steps away from Test cricket, he really accelerates. Doesn't what he? a year he's gone from! He's gone from you know written off out of the England setup to vice captain of the Test team to retiring from Test cricket. You know, all in the space of like six months, and now he's kind of become such a valuable player in T Twenty. I mean, he's a valuable player in any form of the game, right? But yeah, what a what a what he's a, just one of these guys is kind of constantly underestimated. If people say oh, he's, he's a robotic bowler. He, he doesn't. He's he's you know not consistent with the bat, but he always shows up, and he's one of those match-winning players. Yeah, he's so skilled. So let's talk about Quinton de Kock, um, the big story of the last couple of days. Yeah, well, so a de Kockless South Africa. Will he play on Thursday? Sorry, not Thursday. The next game. Will I think he play? he's been reintegrated. Is that isn't that the, the current parlance? He's been reintegrated into the fold. So. I suspect he will play, although, you know, Reva Hendricks has been doing all right in uh, QDK's absence, but we all know QDK is one of the, the best openers in, uh, in T20s. Very interesting. What did you make of his statement, Darren? I, th- I saw a heavy PR influence there. Were you, were you proud of his statement or did you think maybe that it was a bit too much? If I'm honest, I didn't mind it. Uh, I, I think he he tried, which I, which I think these days is difficult to do, right? On social media, he's, tr- he's tried to explain the situation. The issue for me is is with Quinton de Kock is look, what does it cost you, right? And you can't disagree with the intention of of the movement, right? It's not about Black Lives Matter more than anybody else. It's about equality, right? That's what it's really about, right? And he and he is that person, and they've talked to a lot of people who played with him. They say, you know, he's a he's a good guy. He's not racist, all that stuff. I think what he took umbrage with was the whole way it was done. And so the players had been given an option, right? Whether they stand or kneel or put a, put a fist up or whatever they want to do, it's, it was okay. And I think a few of the other players like Klassen and another player did they that. They haven't been. Yeah, the but they, game, and they've right? been, yeah, and it looked awful, that picture. Yeah. Really and then I, I guess the look was so bad that the board told them, look, you've got to all take a knee, right? And Quentin de Kock just said, look, I'm not, I'm not going to do that, right? You're telling me to do it now. We could have had this discussion earlier. And I think he, you know, threw his toys out of the cot to a degree. Yeah, he did look at, it looked pretty entitled because, you know, I think David Warner caught him a sook once in one of the games when they had that stoush off the field in the, the stand in South Africa. I think he was a bit of a sook. I mean, 
as an international cricketer, that's not a good look for, for your country, for, for you as a professional. I mean, you could have handled it differently. You could have complained after the game or you could have made a statement or whatever to the board. But I think refusing to play the game and standing down was kind of a bit childish. And I, I guess he really regrets doing that. Yeah, because there's so many things that that's mandated, right? And he doesn't have a problem with any of those. you know. And so it, it did look kind of entitled. I'll tell you what, the Temba Bavuma has come out of this so well. Um, he's really, uh, he's kind of very statesmanlike, and 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 even Quinton de Kock has kind of paid tribute to him. So he paid tribute to him, but he sort of champed him as well because he said, it's "Like not not a lot of people realize this, but he's actually a good captain." Yeah, everyone realizes <laughs> it, Quinton. Everyone. That's a champing. That is a champing. Yeah, everyone realizes it. But you know, I feel like this isn't the end of the matter with South African cricket. We've, you know, th- I mean. They've been having the hearings actually uh, over the summer, right? Uh, into racism in cricket, and it's been ho- ho- horrendous. Some of the stories. Oh man, the Paul Adams song. The Paul Adams stuff was just harrowing, uh, and then you know, not just him. I mean, uh, some of the other players, Makai Intini, Makai Intini, a couple of others as well who came forward. You know, really horrific, and and from people who are all involved. Mark Boucher had to apologise for his role. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff has ha- happened under Graham Smith's captaincy, and Graham Smith is also, you know, heavily involved in the team. Um, so I feel like this is an issue that's going to run and run because, it, you know, well, it's South Africa, isn't it? It's not. It's not going away anytime soon. So, so yeah, Quinton de Kock. I think we can probably put him down under ultra bad. I will say ultra good though. I'm really. I think I'm enjoying a lot of the Barnets on display at the World Cup. We've seen some really impressive hairstyles. I'd probably say David Wies. David Wies, the, the Namibian. Visa. Yeah, Visa. Namibian, South African, came from South Africa, went to Namibia. I mean, he's got a hell of a hairstyle going on and he never gets a hair out of place despite... He looks great, doesn't he? He's a good, good looking man too. His sort of swashbuckling It's a good look. Exploits. Something out of GQ. He's definitely got a career in modelling. I've been impressed with O'Dowd. I think, was he... He played for Netherlands, right? O'Dowd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had a he had a pretty impressive barn. You mentioned Maxwell's got a top knot going on. There. His little top knot is it's quite cute actually. Mm. Imad Wasim as well has got a top Imad knot. Imad Wasim. Yeah. It's, it's it's all of it going around. And I think, you know, Adam Zampa has a cute little mullet. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone for that. He's gone for a slightly different look. And then Kusal Pereira, I realized yesterday, is is really going for the Bollywood villain approach <laughs> with a drop catch well with that as well and he wasn't wearing a helmet either he's just he really looked like he'd just woken up and he was like just you know they'd found someone had to a, keep had a bender or something yeah they really, had a bender he did, he did. hey you, you'll do <laughs> he's is he the lesser kusal because kusal mendes is has been banned hasn't he for a year that happened three sri lankan players banned for a year for covid breaches including um the gloriously named dick weller <laughs> moving on um, Darren are you impressed with Matthew Hayden's batting coaching of Pakistan because maybe this has all made all the difference somebody was uh, on comms the other day I, think, I forget who it was it might have been Shane Watson saying I wonder if the Pakistani players can understand or, or hate us as stories because he tends to tell like a long story and he said they're probably sitting there just nodding their heads going uh huh uh huh do you think it's a, it's a story about being chased by sharks maybe yeah, something like that, or get a surfboard, mate. So I think, yeah, I think Hados is definitely going to be, you know, glowing in the, basking in the glory right now, isn't he? His stock price has definitely gone up. Yeah, well, you know, this has always been the problem for Pakistan, right? It's been their ability to bat, kind of play pressure-free cricket, and they look like they're doing that at the moment. So 
Well done to him. What's your take on on what's how's how's the Justin Langer watch going on? He's uh, he seems relatively chilled out at the moment. Yeah, he seems to. Yeah, Andrew McDonald's there as well as his assistant coach, so he's he's a much calmer head. So I don't know if he he's doing a lot of the work as well, but he yeah, Justin Langer definitely looks like he's more chilled out, and it's kind of coming through in their play. I mean, the first first match against Africa was a bit tricky, wasn't it? They almost threw it away. I was watching the game and I couldn't watch it after. I almost turned it off. I was like, God, you can't throw this away. And they almost did. Uh, but they got over the line in the end, which was which was good. But yeah, I think he seems to have chilled out a bit. Furious chewing. You can tell how Australia are doing by how furious Aaron Finch is chewing his gum. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it's, it's like, the, yeah, the, chew, the chewometer. Um, you, you really worry about his, uh, his jaws. I'm kind of yeah. concerned. I think for me, some of the other interesting things that are happening is that I think so far in the Super 12, as I counted, like nine out of 10 teams chasing have won the game, yes. which is kind of crazy, right? Yes, There's more, correct. like Jew is playing a more important factor. So if you win the toss, you, you basically send the opposition in and you chase under the Jew at night. So Jew helps the team chasing, correct? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. helps the batting team. Because if you bowl, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. with spinners, right? It's, it's, you can't really spin the ball very yeah, much. Yeah, you saw that in the India game as well, I think. Yeah, yeah it skids off a bit. So it's easy to hit. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? That And I think in the in the IPL, the second half, there's something like 80% of teams chasing second won, won the matches too. So it's really a bit of a, a toss of the coin. It's becoming increasingly important in T20, it seems, at least in the UAE, that uh, you chase you chase first, right? When you win the toss. Yeah, I'm not... First and foremost. I'm still not convinced about the UAE as a venue, I must say. Yeah, it's lacking atmosphere, isn't it? Except for the India-Pakistan game. I mean, if you were there, wouldn't you be going out to some of these games? I mean, there must be... There must be tons of tickets. You know, there's 3 million people in Dubai. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you be up the games, right? I don't know. I mean, it, but that's the thing. I don't think there's... You know, aside from the subcontinental population there, Indians, Pakistanis, I think, I think there's a, quite a few Bangladeshis, Sri Lankans. And that's a big population. But there isn't really like a... I don't think a, a huge cricket culture there, unfortunately. And the ground announcer, my God. Oh, it's, no, it's I mean, terrible. It's, what, what is going on with that? Last night he was doing the Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi thing. It was just like cringe, so cringeworthy. He was like, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. And no, there, was no, there was no oi, oi, oi. You couldn't hear anything. Yeah, it's too much. It's really too much. Um, any dark horses? I mean, West Indies have got a crunch match today against Bangladesh, I think. They, they really need a win. Afghanistan have looked... You know, interesting, I think, so far. They haven't, you know, embarrassed themselves. South Africa uh, still look okay as well. I don't, is there anyone you see that maybe could come out of that group, you know, below the favourites and, and maybe spring a surprise? Look, I think it's too early to say, but, it, you know, you, you wouldn't be surprised if the West Indies could string a few wins together, right? I mean, that could definitely happen. They look a bit hapless at the moment, but you never know. They could definitely string a few together. Yeah, like you said, South Africa look okay. Australia's a bit either way. But England, Pakistan look the goods, and um, I don't know. New Zealand's always a dark horse, aren't they? They've lost one game, but you wouldn't write them off. They've lost Lockie Ferguson mm. for the for the but tournament. I, I think, I, but I think they can long. cover him. So, so yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if New Zealand scoots in there. And, and don't write out for India yet. You've written off India after one game, but you wouldn't write them off. So they're they're going to be there or thereabouts. The question for India is: they seem to be picking some players on reputation. You know, Hardik Pandya's. Obviously, we know how what an amazing player he is, but he just looks so out of form and he's not bowling. Yeah, also Shami and Bhuvaneshwar didn't really have great IPLs either. Shami did. Shami had a decent tournament. It's okay, but Bhuvaneshwar didn't look good in the IPL at and, all. But that's weird because Bhuvaneshwar had a very good series against England, the T20s, earlier in the year. Um, but he looks really out of sorts. 
And, uh, you know, if you you can't really drop both of them. You know, you've got Shadul Takur on the sidelines. And I think, I'm not sure, is Mohamed Siraj around? I'm not even sure if he's... I think you'd probably leave out Bavinashwa over Shami. But yeah, it's been weird, right? David Warren in the IPL couldn't score a run, right? He couldn't hit the ball. And he, last night he scored 60, 60 odd runs. So it, it's difficult to know on previous form, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like with bowlers, though, it's more of an issue. Like, I think, I always think batsmen can come good at any moment in T20. You know, you get a couple of release shots and then all of a sudden it starts to flow. But I feel like with bowlers, when you're out of form, it's it's harder to get back into form because it's a format where you can take a lot of punishment and, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to get, get that back. So I think for India, questions whether they play Ashwin um, because Varun Chakravarti didn't, you know, didn't look amazing the other night. He had a, a, a superb IPL. Whether they play Ishan Kishan, who's been batting brilliantly, um, but they left him out as well the other day. And then, of course, where do they play him? Because he can only really open, it appears. Yeah, opening's this gig, isn't it? So they have some question marks over the over the selection. Of course, this will be Virat Kohli's last tournament. That's kind of an interesting development. Last tournament as the T20 captain. Yes, it's T20 captain. Yeah. And of course, it's another T20 World Cup next year in Australia, which is insane, isn't it? I know. Well, it's, I mean, this is peak cricket now. This is literally, I feel like this is maybe the moment we've waited for our entire lives where... <laughs> now that it's here, we're not that happy. No, of course. <laughs> now, that it's here, now that there's cricket every day and there's a, a big test series every other month. And, you know, even in the England-India series, which was superb... I mean, it was it was too much. I felt test test matches every week, and we call that hedonistic adaptation. Right, interesting. That's the trend, is it? We think we want something, but then when we get it, we actually um, get used to it, and we want even more. And then when we get it, we're not happy. Right. Okay. Hedonistic adaptation. There you go. You've learned something new today, Arun. Yeah. Well, that's uh, maybe that's we could use that to describe Virat Kohli's tenure as India captain, <laughs> because. Uh, <laughs> You know, it seems like uh, there's a lot of people who are not unhappy he's stepping down. It's going to be a long goodbye, I think, because I think this will be the first of the, the sort of three dominoes to fall. I think he will step down from one day and test captaincy in due course as well. Um, I've, I don't know. I feel like he's he's become too nice, Coley. He's just, he seems to have lost his edge a little bit. He's uh, He's all about being a good person these days. I think his... His improvement as a person, as a human being, is is coincided with a a decline as a batsman and cricketer. Yeah, so interesting. You yeah. mean like David Warner? Yes, actually, you could say the same thing about David Warner. He's taking a leaf out of the Bulls book. Yeah, well, you know, they. I think both of them are similar characters. In a way, they both have that kind of edge to them. They're they're spiky, and as they've become better and kinder and happier. Um, they've got worse. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, off the field they become kinder, happier. Yeah, Coley's right? become uh, a really the field, like lost their edge, maybe. good person. He's all he's always talking about. You know, how can he be a better person and kinder? And it's all about listening and and um, I just want the Delhi Coley back, right? Twenty thirteen. He's just <laughs> swearing at everyone. You just don't see that so much anymore. But, you know, it's probably better different for Different times, Arun, different times as well. Better for him. So India's going to have a new coach as well. That's the other big news. So it's, it's been good, actually. Indian cricket, it's been some drama. I thought it was all getting a bit too professional. 
And then Coley stepped down as captain and all manner of rumours surfaced. It was unbelievable, actually. There was all kinds of stuff coming out. Ashwin had complained about Coley and, you know, he'd, he'd given him an ultimatum and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, Ajinkya Rahane was involved. Senior players were refusing to play for Coley. Uh, I don't believe any of it's true, actually. But Shastri's term comes to an end. Um, as India coach, obviously, his... his, his Shastri's presence will never end, I think. Never. So back back to the comms box, huh? Yeah, I guess the, the Indian team's loss is is the global cricket audience's gain. We will uh, we will soon have his dulcet tones back in the box, the book launcher, the man responsible for uh, for ending a, a test series, although he claims it wasn't down to him. No. And also the exponent of hemispheric theory. Hemispheric theory, yeah, yeah. Well, he gave that interview, didn't he? For his, he's got this new book out. He could win a Nobel Prize for that. <laughs> what for Ravi peace? Hemi- for peace or for <laughs> literature? Which one? What, what? Hemispheric theory? For science? Oh, for science? Okay. Yeah, right. physics. For physics. <laughs> physics. So Rahul Dravid, yeah, just sorry, needs to on. flesh out the details. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm sure he's got a whole, a whole. Yeah, Rahul Dravid, nice guy. Rahul Dravid is going to be India coach. It's very interesting because he doesn't want the job, um, but he's been informed that he has to apply for it and become Indian coach. It's been clear for a long time he doesn't want to be coach. He's no fool. So he's got to go through the procurement process. He does. He has to go. But there's no other candidates. <laughs> okay. So he has like to go through a process. Kapil Deb didn't apply this time or whoever, right? So no one else has applied. They just, or they all know Rahul Dravid's getting the job. He's no fool. He, he he knows that being India coach is a really tough gig. He's very happy doing what he does, I think. He's done a brilliant job at the National Cricket Academy with the under-19s and the A-team. But you can't be unhappy about Rahul Dravid being India coach, right? No, I mean, we're going to miss, you know, Ravi. We're going to miss Shastri's comments. I, we'll definitely miss all of that. Dravid will be far more polite and diplomatic and intelligent and all the rest of it. Um, and I, I, don't, I suspect he won't cause any series to be called off but there you go and it's a whole it's all change actually bowling coach batting coach fielding coach I think they're all changing so they the whole india coaching setup will change ultra edge darren here's my question for you are you happy to see two new ipl franchises or is this too much of a good thing is this hedonistic what was it adaptation, adaptation. yeah does it you know, is it, it's obviously going to add to the length of the season, is it? Or are they going to like split the pools or what are they going to do? Do you know? My guess is they'll just add. They just want more. It's, it's the disease of plenty. You know, they get more money the more they do. If you read, if you read the book by Tim Wigmore, Cricket 2.0, you know, he talks about the future being T20 and being like the NBA. So the IPL now is like the, you know, the NBA of is, is to basketball, yeah, right? Yeah, 82-game so, season. Yeah. Um, and it sucks in all the best players. So, you know, I guess... There's enough players to go around, isn't there? You'd think internationally, there's a lot of international players that don't get a gig right now, right? You know, Adam Zampa sits on the bench of his his team. So you think there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of players that could be divvied up. It'll, it'll make it interesting when too much cricket is barely enough. But yeah, I think it's okay. You know, 10 teams in India seems reasonable to me. I mean, I think they struggle in Australia with with the amount of teams we have in Australia. I think it's eight teams in Australia, which is a bit of a struggle, right? Um, we should probably go down in Australia with the teams. Uh, but I think I think ten seems manageable to me. I think they should. 
my concern is it's too much. Like you said, like the NBA, there's no promotion and relegation. I'd like to see two divisions maybe and, you know, give it a bit more consequence. There's too many, I think, matches that feel a little bit inconsequential um, because you have so many opportunities to get to the I, top I like four. the way I'm about is, is, is getting a franchise as well. That's a big statement, isn't it? It's a political statement, is it? Yeah, well, of course, with the Modi Stadium. Um, Ahmedabad and Lucknow. What, what does it hold? Like a million people? Yeah, well, it depends who you ask, right? If you, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, what are their names, though? Do you know what the franchise names are? What, of the million people? No, oh, of the franchises. Um, it's Ahmedabad and Lucknow, right? But what? Yeah, I don't think they've got names yet. I don't think they've got names. They don't yet. have names yet. Yeah, I wonder if Ahmedabad will, will be like, will name itself after Modi. Like that would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, Ahmedabad Modi's. Yeah, a really strong look. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so they don't have names yet, and we're going to see a mega auction. Um, so the the franchises can own, I think they can hold on to only four players each. Four players, yeah. That's going to be the biggest change ever, really. In the yeah, it's a challenge, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be all change. Which you know, I find it hard enough keeping up with who's on which team. Uh, it's going to be even more difficult. And let alone IPL fantasy league is going to be even more difficult, isn't it? Yeah, even more challenging than before. Yeah, it's going to be very hard. So anyway, that's the IPL. We've got that to look forward to in, in less than six months. That will be back. Ultra exits, Darren. Tell us about James Pattinson's retirement from international cricket. Always seemed like such a good bowler, but never quite got perhaps the career and the run that, that we hoped for. Yeah, Pato was a you know, fiery, typical Aussie quick in the sort of vein of Merv Hughes, wasn't he? Sort of gets fired up, runs in, spits and snorts. Bowls are short stuff. Yeah, he did well in the Ashes last time. Um, I don't know. I think he 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 if he's going to focus on T Twenty or, or other areas of his of his cricket. But yeah, I guess he's he's been injury prone too over the last couple of years. So maybe he's just thought it's time to pull up stumps. He struggles to get into that first team too when they have Hazelwood, Cummins, and Stark available. So he's sort of more the reserve bowler uh, in his early thirties. He's been playing more franchise cricket. I think he'll do that. Uh, but yeah. On song, I think when he first started, too, he sort of burst onto the scene a little bit like Pat Cummins when he was quite young. There was a lot of hope around him that he'd be sort of a, the leading bowler for Australia, but never quite lived up to it because of a lot of it was around injury. But yeah, a strong player, a uh, very Victorian player, likes his sledging, likes to get into the contest. Have uh, he missed? And he- is that a Victorian thing? Are you saying Victorians sledge more than other Victorians that I play with over the years tend to go for the sledging more and the more personal sledging more than anybody else? Like, I'm sorry to any Victorians out there that might listen to this, but um, that's kind of my experience. So you think this is a reflection on the character of, of the moral fiber of people from from the state of Victoria compared to people from... Oh, I didn't say it was a bad thing. Oh, oh you think it's a good thing. All right, you think it's... I didn't say it was a bad thing. Yeah, okay. But so so you think... So which state sledges the least? Queensland? No. It's a great question. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think Merv so. Merv Hughes is from Queensland, isn't he? Maybe South Australia, but I, I don't have enough of a playing experience. Very, very polite. Um, too polite. Down I play. There. Yeah, maybe. Aren't the chapels from South Australia? Yeah. <laughs> There's always exceptions to the rule, Arun. <laughs> yeah, Australians in general do sledge a lot, though, but Victoria seems to, you know, my small sample size of playing with Victorians over there, they seem to just really go for it more than many other people. Yeah. Well, you've got Shane Warne, don't you? He has like an outsized impact on. Yeah, I think so. On all of it. So, Pado, see you later, Pado. Yeah, well, there you go, I guess. Um, by the way, uh, I don't know if you saw Virat Kohli uh, did an ad 
for something or another the other day, and it involved a social media video where he was impersonating Shikhar Dhawan uh, in his batting stance and batting like Shikhar Dhawan. And it was really good. Like he'd got every single mannerism and gesture down of how Shikhar Dhawan bats and rolls up his sleeves. They might want to bring back the Shik. Mm, we've tried that a few times. Anyway, there was a great comment underneath it when when one wag pointed out, instead of impersonating Shikha Dawan, perhaps you could impersonate yourself from 2013 to 2017. Nice. Social media. Yeah. <laughs> Social media. Yeah. Mm, Social nice. media. Yes. Nice. Indeed. So the big news, obviously, in the ashes now is young Benjamin Stokes is back in the fold and it seems that all of a sudden, England overnight have just think they're going to win the Ashes now. It's uh, it's great. He's answered the bat signal. Uh, yeah, Herbie's not on this. Uh, on the Herbie's phone. not on this on this podcast. He couldn't be bothered. If he is, he's been very quiet. Um, yeah. <laughs> Actually, is he here? Tell we us? just we just noticed he's not on. <laughs> yeah. But he'll be very happy because he is has not been impressed with England's bowling stocks. Uh, and he was, I think, quite concerned about the prospect of Ollie Robinson trundling in on the opening morning at the Wacker or wherever. I mean, Ben Stokes, is even even if he's not England's first choice, or sorry, he's not in their kind of opening bowling attack, he's still pretty quick, isn't he? So he gives them that edge. I still think England look pretty ordinary. Can't really see them winning. Well, Australia's pretty ordinary at the moment too. I mean, I think what's interesting is that Steve Smith seems very happy that Ben Stokes is playing. I'm not sure why, but he's come out and said that he's very happy. Isn't that just for the media? Isn't it? Oh, we always want to play the best team possible. You know, that's, it's a bit of sort of reverse champing. I, I, I don't know if you've seen the recent news on Pukowski, but he's, he's received another concussion. And I think he's had something like, he's only 20 or 21. And he's had 10 concussions. He's had 11. Uh, 11. 11. Yeah, 10 or 11. Yeah. Some playing AFL, some playing cricket, which is very concerning, isn't it? As a young guy, I mean, to be concussed so many times already. Yeah. How old is he? I think he's 21. Wow. 2021. So that, that is a concern. They'll be targeting that him. So right. I, you know, I think, I, think I, I wouldn't be surprised if England's very competitive in Australia. I don't think Australia is that good. What did you make of Tim Payne's comments where he was really kind of going at England for not wanting to tour? I think he has a radio show, right? He was just trying to get a bit of a, bit of a rise from the parochial oh, Australian crowd. Yeah. He has, a daily, he has a daily morning show or something in Tasmania or in Victoria or something. Wow. It's, it's, it's called Painy and somebody else. Oh, right. He's got like a straight man to help him out. Interesting. I'll tell you what I did like. I liked Usman Khawaja's interview um, that he gave. I can't remember where it was. I think it was in the one of the Australian newspapers. And very, very, I think it's the most open he's been about his career, um, about the kind of issues he's faced in terms of racism. But, you know, it kind of... Uh, chimed i think with what we'd seen of him in in the documentary i can't remember what it was called where he really looked like he didn't care when he came back into the team uh, obviously that might have cost him his place but he seems to have done a very good job as captain of of queensland right yeah good role model i think now so that was a that was a good read i recommend anyone interested in, in that to 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 find that interview Speaking of good reads or, or good watches, you recommended, I think it was you that recommended Bad Sport uh, on Netflix. Yes. A Hansi Cronier special. It's an hour special on Hansi Cronier. Uh, I recommend listeners watch that if you haven't watched it already. It's pretty amazing. It was, you know, you forget what a crazy time it was. 
and and you know younger people <laughs> won't remember it at all but it was a crazy time i mean and you forget like when the when it came out and and ali bakker in the interview kind of saying it's it's libelous it's ridiculous and what a fall from grace though yeah I mean, but everyone was just incredulous when it came out everyone was like that's that's not right that can't you know that can't be right you can't be it can't have been doing Kanye. that he was such a hero yeah uh it's, it's, it's insane yeah. And then he died in a plane crash, which is also really weird, right? Uh, well, the only thing that left a, I wouldn't say it left a sour taste, but what is kind of amazing is how is his kind of redemption in South Africa. I think outside South Africa, Hansi Konya's stock is still pretty low, right? But in South Africa, you know, he's, I think they said in the, sh- in the show, he's like ranked as the third most admired South African. He's kind of become a national hero again. Not sure I understand that. I'm not sure he ever really showed a lot of contrition. It was a pretty ignominious fall from grace. And it looked, the, the, the worst thing about it was he went to the least secure members of the team, the two players who were not white, and persuaded them to get involved as well, knowing that they would basically not have much choice but to listen to him. Um, you know, he didn't do this with, with senior with, with senior players. And I think that is, is kind of, that was the worst part of it for pretty me. Pretty predatory, isn't it? Predatory, exactly. That's a good word. I thought Herschel Gibbs was hilarious, though. By the way, yeah, he he's pretty funny. And I think that Delhi police officer is super interesting, right? Oh, he where he says, great. "Where he says, you know, my daughter was listening to the tape and she recognized yeah. the voice. <laughs> like I didn't know who it was, but she recognized the voice and says, why yeah, is?'" Yeah, and I was thinking, would I recognize Hansi Kronje's voice? I don't think so. Yeah, but as a kid, often you know you, you sort of have better recollection of stuff, right? She might have seen him on TV. Yeah, and that might just be a story. Who knows? But but it it sounded interesting, and he was really good. Might be. The way they kind no, of he was good. It, he, I thought his thing was like, like I would watch a show with that police officer like every week, right? Cracking yeah, the case. Exactly. Be- <laughs> He'd be great. Maybe there's some rights out there right now. You can buy the rights. Go to, be really get your people good. to reach out to him. Get Shastri involved. He'd be really good in that as well, right? He could be like the host. There we go. This is a great <laughs> idea. This is a great, this is an ultras TV show. Toby's really missed out, missed the boat on this Ravi Shastri can interview that Delhi police officer every week. Exactly. Yeah, every week. Anyway, we should probably wrap up soon, but I've got a couple of quotes. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to bring up, but I've got a few quotes here, which are quite interesting. So Hardik Pandya said this about Kieran Pollard. He is from West Indies, but he's actually a Gujarati at heart. Because <laughs> apparently Kieran Pollard doesn't buy much jewelry. He's, he's invested all his money in housing. Nice. Which is, a, is apparently a very Gujarati say, thing to do. I, 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 I would not dare to comment. Uh, on that. I think you just did. Um, <laughs> possibly. So that was my favorite one. And then there's been all sorts of ridiculous quotes about Dhoni leaving CSK. Will he, won't he? Not sure anyone cares anymore. Bit harsh? Mm. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. All right. I think that's enough. I think it's a lot. It's a lot. Well... I mean, I think we've done really well to keep it to 45 minutes, given how much cricket is going on. Especially without Toby. Yeah. Very, very good. Yep, indeed. All right. Well, Darren, thank you so much. Thank you, listeners. Uh, Enjoy all of the cricket. um, And we'll be back. And hopefully we won't take three months or whatever it is until our next episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right.